Welcome to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard. Thank you so much for joining us for another segment. We're going to be speaking with returning guest, Dr. Jeff Stark. He's uh, coming back with us from UCB to talk about some new data that was presented at the American College of Rheumatology Convergence 2021 Virtual Congress concerning bimikizumab. Welcome back, Dr. Stark. How have you been? I've been doing well, Neil. Hope you have as well. Thanks uh, for the invitation to join you and your listeners once again. Well, for those who aren't familiar with you as a contributor, give our listeners a little bit of your your professional background and talk briefly about your role at UCB. Thanks, Neil. I'd be happy to do that. So my name is Jeff Stark. I am the head of medical immunology for the U.S. at UCB. Uh, That means that I oversee our medical affairs teams, both our home office uh, medical affairs team, uh, as well as our field-based medical affairs team uh, that many of your listeners may know as our medical science liaisons. Uh, personally, I'm a rheumatologist, and so I uh, get very excited about the opportunity to talk about data that we will discuss today. Give us a little bit of an overview into that data. Uh, what was it concerning? Give us a bit of insight. Yeah, absolutely, Neil. So it was uh, an exciting year at the 2021 ACR Convergence meeting that took place uh, just a few weeks ago in November. Uh, at that meeting, uh, UCB presented 11 abstracts, one of which was an oral presentation, uh, the other 10 of which were e-posters. Uh, the meeting, of course, was a virtual meeting. Uh, and those abstracts extended really across our rheumatology clinical programs across several disease states, including psoriatic arthritis, uh, ankylosing spondylitis, and non-radiographic axial spondyloarthritis. Uh, Those data also extended across multiple molecules. Uh, So some of these data were focused on bimikizumab, which is UCB's investigational IL-17A and IL-17F inhibitor, uh, but also on Simzia or sertilizumab pegol, uh, which is UCB's TNF inhibitor. And overall, I would say that the data that UCB presented at this year's ACR convergence meeting reflect our ongoing commitment to improving the care and outcomes for patients across the spondyloarthritis spectrum of disease. Well, what were the results from the, uh, the first three-year study, uh, bimikizumab and uh, ankylosing spondylitis? Talk a little about those implications, and then we'll talk about the uh, other three-year study as well. Absolutely, Neil. So uh, as, uh, as your listeners know, bimikizumab uh, is an investigational molecule that UCB is currently studying in a, a large uh, and robust clinical development program. Uh, and the data that were presented for bimikizumab at uh, the ACR Convergence meeting were focused on ankylosing spondylitis. Uh, as many of your listeners will also know, ankylosing spondylitis is a painful, chronic, inflammatory rheumatic disease that often affects people very early in their life, typically in young adulthood. And the results from the three-year bimikizumab data uh, in ankylosing spondylitis from the Be Agile study, uh, which was a phase 2B study, uh, showed how the long-term safety profile of bimikizumab in patients with ankylosing spondylitis was in line with previous observations, uh, meaning that we saw no new safety events over that longer term period of observation, but rather events that were consistent with what had been demonstrated for bimikizumab previously, Uh, but perhaps also equally important that the clinical outcomes and the efficacy seen uh, in that study over a three-year period were maintained and consistent over that period of time. So these data, we feel really support that the selective inhibition of not only IL-17A, but also IL-17F in the treatment of ankylosing spondylitis. Uh, helped to demonstrate the potential of bimikizumab to provide not only 
short-term but also durable clinical responses over a three-year period for people living with this severe and chronic disease. Were the results similarly positive in the Simziza study? Yeah, so we ha- had the pleasure of presenting, again, not only data for bimikizumab, but also data for Simzia. And I think perhaps the, the most exciting of those data were the results from uh, the C-Expand uh, pivotal phase three study. Uh, C-Expand was uh, the study that led to an indication for Simzia for the treatment of non-radiographic axial spondyloarthritis. And at the ACR convergence meeting, uh, we had the opportunity to present long-term uh, outcomes uh, from that study, both for efficacy and safety. Uh, as a reminder, Simzia is the first and only FDA-approved TNF inhibitor for adults with active non-radiographic AXPA and objective signs of inflammation. Uh, non-radiographic AXPA, uh, although sometimes incorrectly perceived as a, a milder disease than AS, actually uh, has been shown to affect patients similarly with a, a similar disease burden that can result in uh, painful and and debilitating inflammatory low back pain, uh, loss of sleep, impaired mobility. And one of the greatest challenges of non-radiographic ACTA is that even today, it it often goes undiagnosed for five to eight years Mm -hmm. uh, from the onset of symptoms for these patients. So UCB shared the very first release of the three-year results from the C-EXPAND study, uh, looking at the long-term safety and efficacy of Simzia in non-radiographic ACTA. Uh, and here we were we were very pleased to see that the analysis uh, reported safety and clinical outcomes in non-radiographic AXPA patients uh, that were uh, consistent and, and durable over time. Uh, moreover, we saw here, uh, again, uh, no new safety signals over a long period of treatment for these uh, patients receiving some Z for non-radiographic AXPA. So some helpful data uh, that can give uh, clinician some guidance as to what to expect from Simzia when used over a longer period of time uh, for the treatment of non-radiographic axpa. Now, some of our listeners may be a little more uh, familiar with psoriatic arthritis. Is bimikizumab also being investigated to treat uh, psoriatic arthritis and other conditions? Yeah, so thanks, Neil, for asking about the uh, the bimikizumab clinical program. Uh, we are looking at the molecule across a variety of conditions. And in fact, uh, the bimikizumab clinical program is uh, the largest program undertaken simultaneously uh, across five potential uh, indications at UCB. Uh, we are investigating bimikizumab absolutely in psoriatic arthritis, as you mentioned, uh, but also in axial spondyloarthritis, uh, including uh, both ankylosing spondylitis uh, as well as non-radiographic axial spondyloarthritis, the other component of that disease state spectrum that I just mentioned. Uh, actually, uh, even though we presented data about bimikizumab uh, at the ACR convergence meeting, uh, there have been uh, even more recent releases of data uh, from the phase three program uh, or announcements of results from that program across uh, the rheumatology space. And so uh, the most recent of those actually was just on December 16th, where UCB uh, announced top line results from the phase three B-Mobile study. Uh, the B-Mobile 2 study actually uh, evaluated the, the efficacy and safety of bimikizumab in the treatment of patients with ankylosing spondylitis. And so this was a phase three study. Uh, the uh, results we were very pleased to share uh, from the top line interim analysis showed that that trial met the primary endpoint, uh, which was a very stringent endpoint of ASAS 40. 
um, and uh, met all of its rank secondary endpoints as well. So ASAS 40, uh, in contrast to the traditional ASAS 20, is a higher threshold of clinical improvement. Uh, it measures improvements in multiple disease domains uh, across uh, areas like patient global assessment, spinal pain, physical function, and inflammation. Uh, and so we were very happy to see uh, a very stringent endpoint met uh, at a relatively early time point, which was just week 16. Uh, in, in addition to the B-Mobile 2 study uh, reporting out positive results uh, for ankylosing spondylitis, uh, we also were happy to recently announce top-line interim results for B-Optimal. Uh, B-Optimal uh, is a uh, phase three study in adults with active psoriatic arthritis. Uh, another phase three study from the Bimikizumab program, but one that looked at active psoriatic arthritis. Uh, we were very happy uh, to see in that study that uh, Bimikizumab met the primary endpoint of ACR50, as well as uh, all of the ranked secondary endpoints. Uh, and once again, here UCB has chosen a primary endpoint uh, that goes beyond the usual endpoints. Uh, typically, ACR20 is looked at in, in psoriatic arthritis clinical trials, but uh, instead, a UCB established a more stringent endpoint of ACR50. Uh, so we're excited about these programs uh, across the spondyloarthritis spectrum and, and look forward to sharing more data uh, with the community over time as those continue to become available. Well, if you would, give us a, a website where we can learn more about UCB and follow uh, any links that are relevant to uh, today's information. Absolutely, Neil. So uh, anyone who's interested in, in knowing more about the work that UCB is doing in this area can find uh, announcements related to that work as well as links to our pipeline uh, at www.ucb-usa.com. Great, great. Always a pleasure, Jeff. Thank you so much for returning. Looking forward to our next conversation. Uh, thanks for having me, Neil, and hope you and your listeners have a great day. You've been listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard, with returning guest Dr. Jeff Stark joining us from UCB. Audio copies of this program are available at hpr.fm and healthprofessionalradio.com.au. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, listen in, download at SoundCloud, and be sure and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com, Health Professional Radio.